Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Gun Street Wiring Shop. If you're looking for a harness for your SG, Les Paul, Telecaster, Stratocaster, something else, uh, go check out Gun Street. They've got a ton of options. And if they don't have something that maybe you think you want, just hit them up. They're uh, great guys to talk to. Ryan got his SG set up uh, through them. I'm looking to get my Telecaster set up through them uh, with new wiring kits. Go check, check them out now. This episode is also brought to you by Walrus Audio. Ryan's going to have a new demo for their Parallel Boost, the Emissary, coming out soon. Um, he's actually going to be recording that in Germany, from what I understand. Hopefully, he got it today. And uh, so check that out. The Emissary is a Parallel Boost, so it's got uh, controls for the, both the high tone and the mid, because it's basically two boosts in one. You want a treble boost? You want a mid boost? Why not both? Go check out Walrus Audio. See that new pedal. Check out our demo. It's going to be rad. Uh, last but not least, like every episode, this episode is brought to you by Sinusoid. I got a Sinusoid cable this week in my in my uh, XLR. That's pretty exciting uh, because I'm not recording with Ryan. I'm recording with the Tone Jerks, and they have bought some Sinusoid stuff, uh, and we're all here hanging out. Um, but anyway, if you are, head on over to Sinusoid.com, you can go onto their custom shop, check out what they've got, and uh, any kind of cable you can dream up let them know. Maybe they can come up with something that'll fit your needs. Sinusoid.com. They make cables and smiles and make you think there's a snake behind you and all those things that Ryan usually says that are kind of dumb. Hey, this is Steve. This is Brian. This is Kyle. And you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, modding, fi- Jesus. The guitar buying, selling, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing, some other stuff, podcast. Don't worry, we'll fix it in post. Ah, all right. <laughs> uh, so Ryan is currently on an airplane going to Germany because he's internet famous with that giant YouTube channel that he's mostly built and occasionally I just edit his grammar because it's awful uh so i'm hanging out with the tone jerks hey uh well thanks for having us yeah uh thanks for letting me bum a recording session off you guys (laughs) Uh, we've been talking about me coming down to do a tone jerks app and and i've just i haven't been putting it off it just hasn't worked out for me um and so finally, uh, with this one, Ryan's like, we either need to record a triple or you need to figure something out. <laughs> there you uh, go. I'm so gone. I was like, let's do it. Like, let's uh, let's make this real. And uh, I figured hey, like... Get a couple jerks to fill Ryan's shoes. I like it. Whatever it takes. I kind of want to call you guys the Joan, the Joan Turks. I don't know why. It just is mm-hmm. funny in my head. You're jonesing for a jerk? No. <laughs> uh, I'm jo- trying to keep it clean. I'm jo- going to keep it clean. Jonesing for, for a Turk? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't... I'm not sure how that works. Anyway, you guys got uh, something new? Uh, yeah, I guess uh, both of us, we are in a band called Playing Without a Pilot, and we have a show coming up in about two weeks or whatever. Uh, it is a uh, punk goes 80s pop night, and we're, we play in a pop punk band, and we're doing some 80s covers. It's uh, for charity for like uh, Feeding San Diego. And so with that- well, it's also my birthday. Oh, uh, it's also Kyle's so that's birthday. that's more important than that yeah. stuff. <laughs> we, um, Wait, what's more important, your birthday or, or like feeding- um, like people who need food. Kyle McIntyre. Yeah, my birthday. Obviously. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know. With, you get that fake ID yet? Yeah, yeah I did. He's, um, so <laughs> the whole thing is, 
it's really like 80 songs. So like I had to model like choruses into my like, you know, uh, fractal system. So like there's some songs that have like chorus on the whole time. And I'm like, okay, this is really 80s. It's 80s AF. So it's like, it sounds really good. I'm like, I, I'm like thinking about it more. I'm like, why don't I just use chorus all the time? It sounds great. Mm. <laughs> Bringing the 80s back. So you're doing a lot of Cure covers then. Uh, Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I know you didn't want to like release a set list, but if there's a lot of chorus, they're then that means there are a lot of cure. It means you're Solid. either doing the cure yeah. or you're doing the police <laughs> or you're doing both. <laughs> you're doing a mashup. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it's like for us, we don't really do a lot of covers. So it's like kind of a mix of like, okay, having to like, kind of, we, you know, obviously taking a song and making it our own yeah, kind of yeah. thing. That's like what we're trying to those do. Are, those are the best kind of covers. If um, you try and just like, oh, we're going to just play it note for note. That's why... Um, 311's cover of Love Song, speaking of The Cure, yeah, um, yeah. is one of my least favorite covers because like, so I, like, I've, I've kind of grown to appreciate it over time, but like, I hate the fact that like, it's kind of, it's kind of this weird like reggae-ish thing, Yeah, but I would have, I would have preferred them just to do like that, that weird like industrial rap thing yeah, over with that instead, song. Yeah. So like, actually like, the flip side is like one of my favorite covers is, um, is like Thrice's cover of Eleanor Rigby. Yeah, yeah that was fantastic. Um, and like a lot of the early uh, Punk Goes Pop albums mm-hmm. that I uh, was a Fearless or the Militia Group or whoever was putting out, um, those were all like freaking fantastic because they were all bands like taking, well, for the most part, they were bands like taking these like pop songs and like making them like punk or hardcore or whatever. Like they were bringing them over yeah, to yeah, their definitely. genre instead of like, Oh yeah, we're gonna do the song, but the only thing that you're really gonna be able to tell is different is like it's a different singer. Yeah, there's like some. It's like uh, Super Chunk, Say My Name from Destiny's. Yeah, that cover. It's like it's an epic song. It's it sounds so good. It makes me really appreciate that song, and it's totally different. Like the original sucks though. Yeah, it's like they gave they gave it energy. They gave it life. I mean, it's true. I backed that up. It sucked. (laughs) But they uh, they killed it. They made it their own. So I really like that. They they should have just written that song. To but with. Uh, you know that's new with us. If you guys uh, check out Playing Without a Pilot, you know on on the line on the internet, so you can find all the information. But uh, Steve, uh, what's new with you? What's shaking? Um, I just signed up for a half marathon, which is kind of scary. <laughs> so I've only ever ran seven miles. It's just double that. Half marathon yeah. is basically double that. Uh, but it's the uh, the Silver Strand half. Gonna get a little San Diego geography here. <laughs> um, but that's. Basically, I was looking for like looking for upcoming half marathons. I was like, "Oh, that sounds like it should be the flattest one." Yeah. So I'm going to pick that one. Are you uh, just a goal to just complete it, or you got a time in mind? Um, so I signed up for like the two and a half hour group. Okay, which is like the more I think about, it, I was like, "That's hella slow." Yeah. Um, but it's it's going to be my first one. Yeah. And so yeah, really like completion is kind of like the goal. And like I sat down, I was like. Well, this is the time that I'm I'm currently running for like any of the runs I do, and I added like a two minute average mile time onto that. And yeah. I was like, that's like maybe doable, but it's it's not till Veterans Day, so it's a while out. Yeah, you got you got a minute, um, but uh, you can train. The bad thing is, is like since I think I've like started drinking a lot more since I signed up for it, <laughs> which is kind of like the opposite thing of what you want to do when you're supposed to be yeah. like getting ready to like run really far. But again, I got some time. So. Yeah. You're supposed to eat lots of pasta, I thought. Yeah. Is that a thing? Pasta? <laughs> yeah. Fettuccine. Yeah. Alfredo. It's I saw, Alfredo. I saw yeah. that episode of The Office. <laughs> it did not work out well. All right. Um, this first ad 
was sent by uh, the inboxer, Adam Dolhanik. It's a Line 6 James Tyler Variax JTV 89. 10th ever USA prototype. Tim Wilson made. Oh, Tim Wilson. Yeah, Tim Wilson. Oh, Tim Wilson. Remember it's, that uh, name? $3,000. Uh, I guess, does anyone actually care about the 10th ever James Tyler Variax ever made? Is nope. This, is this a thing? Are Variaxes I mean, I collectible? Do. I don't I mean... <laughs> I, I'm all over the place with this one. I, I I don't like it, and then I love it. All right, you say James Tyler. I'm like, ooh, I'm all over it. I know who that is. Oh, so you, uh, are you Just, familiar with Tyler guitars? Nope. Okay, it's gonna well, be a gnaw for me, dog. That's uh, that, that would be problem number one. Steven Tyler's like side thing. No, no. Uh, Liv Tyler. She's got her own guitar company. Yeah, she's killing it. <laughs> That's how the rich stay rich, dude. You just keep investing. Just pass it on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is a Line 6 James Tyler JTV89 in blood red finish in excellent playing condition. It has no serial number and is identified in the battery compartment as a 10th prototype in the line, um, off the line in the USA made with the initials TW, standing for Tim Wilson, legendary Charvel <laughs> Jackson, Master Luthier, who ever saw production of the James Tyler Variax US Custom Series guitars. This guitar was formerly owned by a famous to remain a name artist that has seen road time with marks Ooh. to prove it. Uh, but is <laughs> why, but why, why don't they say? Okay, I have no on. idea. Go on. <laughs> but it has been well maintained and plays great. So basically, oh, it's been on the road. But like, no, don't worry, it, it looks fine. Um, comes with a GNG hard case, battery, and charger. Hip shop tuners were standard on the early USA models. Day of production was March 14. 2010, which puts it a year before the JTV guitars were launched. Wildwood guitars made the bodies and necks for the early prototypes. Tim Wilson did assembly in Apple Valley, California. Kirk Hendrick, famous designer who made the Jackson Custom Shop generator guitar for Billy Gibbons. Did I like how he like puts like he's, like, he's like, in case you don't know who this is, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the buyer of this guitar will be looking at owning a guitar personally designed and crafted by some legendary names. Just in case you don't know about Tim Wilson, here's some... Some info from Wiki. <laughs> Copy and paste that. Some stuff. Uh, apparently, he designed the Randy Rhodes, the soloist, and the Dinky. Uh, then he did some other stuff that I don't care about. And whatever. Please look at all the photos and ask any questions before buying. This is not a museum piece, rather a historical USA piece for James Tyler and or Tim Wilson aficionado. Weight is eight pounds, six ounces. Number two behind the bridge is a removable decal. I do a full cleaning and set up on all guitars. Thanks for looking. Uh, question number one, do James Tyler and or Tim Wilson aficionados exist? Yeah, <laughs> you had to be one or, so, <laughs> or so, the other so or both. I guess for, are you familiar with uh, uh, Sure Guitars? Sewer. Sewer, whatever. Sir, I think it's Sir. Sewer or Sir. Sure. I think it's Sir. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so you are. Yeah. So so maybe 10 years ago, um, Tyler and Sewer were kind of like on the same level. Okay. Um, and then Sir kind of like just took off. Uh, Tyler kind of just stayed where they were. And then they picked up this like line six contract to make kind of like a higher end version of the Variax. Okay. Um, but yeah, like the idea that any of this stuff is collectible... Um, I like. I just like that it was like name drop after name drop after name drop. He even name dropped Billy Gibbons, which is like that has nothing to do with it. But it's like, oh, this guy worked for a guy who did something with Billy Gibbons. I'm like, yeah, but yeah. he won't name drop whoever famous owned this guitar and yeah. toured with it to put all the marks in it. It's like you'll drop everybody else's name. I mean, for what it's <laughs> worth, like 
um, you probably, well, you probably haven't heard the story, but we've mentioned it. Like Ryan and I, the, the first band we were in together, your favorite band, we opened for My Chemical Romance in Cypress Hill. Yeah. But it was like a music festival. So like we played at five and they played at like the nine and nine, you know, the, yeah, the headliner yeah. slot. That's, like that's four opening, hours yeah. later. But we were on main stage. Like that's all that matters, nice. right? Like you're on the same stage. But yeah, like whatever name drop you can get to raise that dollar value. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying to make you fall in love with this thing. Yeah. I, I guess. It's really well uh, written. And then, uh, especially you know. Especially that copy and paste. Uh, especially wiki, that uh, Apple Valley. Job. California, yeah, yeah, from yeah. there, lovely there Apple Valley. You've <laughs> yeah. ever been there? I don't think there's um, any apples there anymore. But I'm not even. I I feel like I've been there and I couldn't even find a valley. It's uh, it's out in the desert. Yeah, it's like yeah. Joshua Tree, but where they put like a Home Depot there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it, it's like uh. The guy is like really. It's all capitals too in the title. He's like he really. It's like please buy this guitar. The guy's like super like tenth ever made. He's he wants you to be as stoked as he. Hey, at least shipping is. is free. Yeah, there you go. Do that one in. That's <laughs> about. Like, is, do you guys have any interest in this thing? Absolutely like, not. It's a cool red color. That's about it. I like it. It's like he, <laughs> the, some of the way he he words things like hip shot tuners were standard on the early USA models. So are we to assume that this has hip shot tuners? Yeah, or well, <laughs> I feel like he's almost like trying to convince you like, no, guys, you're going to look at the pictures and you're going to see like some things that don't quite look right to you. But it's okay. They, those were standard originally, like hip in shot the beginning. Hip tuners were stock. So you should be grateful that those are on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they were stock and then they took them off. Well, yeah, because I think like the bulk of these guitars that people are familiar with were, were actually like a James Tyler design that were coming out of Korea. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like, okay, cool. I, I guess like, I feel like if you're interested in this guitar, like if you're a James Tyler or Tim Wilson aficionado, like you already know about this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> you should be you in the number know nine al- already. Yeah. You have like, number nine prototype. The only person who wants number 10 is the guy who's like, man, I got number 14. Like, I really wish I could move up in the draft. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that's, uh, that one's, Toast, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so this was a topic you suggested, Brian. Yes. And I liked it. Um, uh, favorite guitar or bass and or bass tone from an from an album. Yeah, album or song. And I'm trying to crank through right now, but I don't know. Do you have something loaded for this already? Uh, I do, actually. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'm uh, cheating. I got like two for each. So as far as guitar goes, I'm, uh, you know, going a little pop punk roots here, but these are these are darn good albums, let me tell you. So as far as guitar, it's a just a really thick, like driving tone from uh, Green Day's Dookie. Like the whole way through, it's just like a very like JCM like type of amp, just like right. pushed with a humbucker. It just sounds great. I mean, it's there's not a whole lot of like variants of like doing clean tones and stuff like that. It just seems like one just you know actually the whole basically the whole tone of that album is really great. Drums sound really live. They sound like. Uh, you know, you hear like the room and everything like that. It's mixed really great. Anyways, and that, and then, uh, you know, it's not their most uh, well, you know, liked album, but Blink-22 is self-titled. They pulled a, a lot of stops on the guitar tones on that. Trying to remember which one that is. It just, if you listen to like, he, you know, Tom DeLonge's not like, you know, a guitar aficionado, but I'm like, the tones on that album, it's just ridiculous. Think of like Feeling This, um, you know, Miss You. Okay, that, like that album. Miss You is probably the album. most lackluster. I hate all those songs. Oh, God, listen to the tones, man. 
What about the tones, man? I think that's why I hate that album is because it's like, oh, hey, like we have this really like slick production now and the tones are really great. I'm like, yeah, but these songs are awful. I guess uh, for me, I like I... I record my own band, so I loved listening to like tones. So sometimes I'll listen to an album just for like the like production value of it, and I'm like, oh man, right. that's great. If I could shoot for that in my bedroom with my band, I'd be stoked. Nobody else would be, but I would be. <laughs> <laughs> as far as bass, uh, I have uh, another not popular album from the band, but Indestructible by Rancid. He does a, a lot of different things with like he'll do finger basses. He does more subby kind of things right. for like the um, the kind of more like raga kind of songs. Mm-hmm. And then, like with a pick, he's he's all over the place with that. And then, um, souvenir from a band called Banner Pilot. It's just a hmm. jazz bass with a pick grinding the whole way through. It sounds awesome. It's a really like in the mix too. It's very prominent, very upfront. Uh, so I highly recommend. Uh, since you seem to hate all the other ones, Steve, <laughs> check out Banner Pilot Souvenir. That album is really good. All right, uh, Kyle, you you got something for us? Yeah, I'm um, driving. Sorry, Steve. That's fine. <laughs> can I can I talk, Steve? Go, go. Right, cool. Yeah. Just make sure. No, I Brian, mean, maybe like, we'll see. We'll see. All right. So I'll, you can talk as long as you don't say something dumb. No, sorry. All right. I'm done. I'm over. I'm done. I'm out of here. Bye. <laughs> um, Bye so boys. I picked uh, Saves a Day, one of my favorite, most favorite bands. Yeah. Um, there's a couple records, actually. So I actually, both for guitar and bass, mm-hmm. they're different records, actually, but from the same band that I picked. Um, Sound the Alarm is Sound the Alarm and Under the Boards are very are very uh, bass and drums driven, so they really lock it in, and the the bass the bass tone is just amazing. Yeah. So you listen to that, uh, it just it's so. I don't know. I'm, I love listening to that rhythm, of I guess the the way the way they play together, but really the grit from the the bass really helps yeah. me out on that one. Piggyback on that one, it's like you could oh, really on. hear. <laughs> like I'm like oh I'm you you, you had you had better ones than I did. I'm like no that one's really good. The bass tone on that one is just it's. You could almost like hear the grinding of like the fretboard and stuff like that. It's so like if it sounds like the amp is in the room with you, like the way they mixed it and they captured I love, those tones. It's such a so, great so good. two records. And then they took like a seven or eight year break and they did another album. The bass wasn't as prominent, but the guitar comes back as like this. He really went to town on adding different sounds, different feels. So he has like a you know, a fuzz, very Velcro-y sounding fuzz on some of the songs. And you're like, that's a really interesting part to add to a song. You wouldn't really think of it, but mm-hmm. it really stands out. And that's Daybreak. That album is amazing. It's, you know, they have like, their first song on that is like 10 minutes long. Yeah. Wow. And it, and every guitar part, every part is different. Yeah. It was a, and so it'll come in with that fuzz. It'll come in, you know, so it, I don't know. It, it was a, Arun really did a bang up job on you that. You know that guy? Yeah, you act like you know him. I say him by his first name, Arun. Uh, yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, <laughs> no, that that album is really you're about. yeah, it's really <laughs> good. Um, exactly what you said. It's like they had a different rhythm section for Daybreak, and I think that's kind of where some of the uh, feel of the album lost. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't bad at all. It no. just like fit a different pocket with the uh, right. bass and the drummer. Anyways, so that's mine. Yeah, I, I feel like mine are the same albums I always like pick over and over again. Well, let's hear it. Um, it bass wise. Bass wise is hard. Honestly, I like I don't listen to bass a lot. Um, You're breaking Kyle's heart. I know. I know. I don't <laughs> like. I don't, break you heart. I don't listen to like music and go like, oh, that's a sick. I I do say like that's a sick bass, but like the most um the most like the the albums I get the most out of bass on are tend to be like hip hop and R and B albums. 
because from like I I tend to listen from more of like a rhythmic perspective to hear what's going on. Yeah, the le- groove and stuff and like less that, like yeah. the tones. Yeah. Um. So, I know for me, like the the two albums that kind of like got me thinking about bass lines in a different way were um were Drake's uh Thank Me Now and Thank Me Later. Mm. Those two albums. Um, again, because like the bass lines aren't necessarily like, it's not necessarily bass guitar, but it's like, there's like a sound there. There's like a rhythmic thing going on yeah. where, um, you know, I, th- there's like a misperception, I think from people who don't listen to a lot of like R&B and hip hop that like the, you hear the bass that's just like this, like boom, 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 like the club bass, yeah, you hear yeah. club bass and Go you, on, this like, you think about me. like all there is is club bass. But you, what I've kind of started tuning into was like. Yeah, like your club bass, like your your you four know, on the floor, four on the floor, or like you your synth, your constant like one, one, you know, one, yeah. one, one, like that's your foundation. But like the octave right above that, there's a lot more going on. Like they tend yeah. to be really busy. They tend to be like a lot of like there tends to be a lot of really interesting stuff going on. Like not on the foundational line, but like right above that. Um, from like a more general perspective. Um, I think I would probably go with um, thinking about like from from my own playing experiences with bass. Like, um, I don't know. There's just like a lot of a lot of bands I think of like with grinding, kind of like grindy bass that I yeah. tended to go for. Yeah, I like um, which we'll probably talk about when we do the Tone Jerks episode more. Mm. Um, but I tended to go for a lot of bass tones that weren't super deep. That tended to be more mid range. Um, and I just felt like that was like the more punk rock way to go. Like, mm-hmm. but I can't think of any albums offhand. Um, guitar wise, uh, I harped on it last episode. It, it dropped an F bomb for it. it. Is Jimmy World's Clarity? Yeah. Um, the guitar tones on that, like across the board, are great. Um, another one that like I've come to like appreciate a lot from a tonal perspective as I've gotten older is uh, Foo Fighters' Color and the Shape. Yeah, uh, okay, which was yeah. kind of like their really big breakout album, um, because they just are all over the map. Like the ballads on that album are great. Like the in your face, like hard rock I mean, songs just on the that album production are great. of it was really raw, and it was like something. Everything about it was like really, I don't know, like so kind of not in like a bad sounding way, but it's like so dry. It's like real. It's yeah, like you can hear like the resonating at the floor tones, like do 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 do, and it's like you know yeah. the whole album was like, oh, it sounds like. It was like not really like leaning and fixing on anything in post or relying on post EQ or anything like that. It's just like let's get the best raw tones and takes and everything all at once. And so that's what I I really dig that. I'm on on boards with that. Yeah, I yeah. Foo Fighters are cool, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't really listened to a lot of Jimmy Eat World <clears throat> after Bleed American. Actually, that's okay. And I that's that's fine. That album was sick. Yeah, that album was great. What's really cool about that one is they self produced that. That was like a DIY kind of thing that they did, and then. DreamWorks or somebody picked it up. Really? So it's like that album is epic by an unsigned band. Like yeah. imagine if your album your band For some reason, put, did, an they, album did like they that. do that one? Did they do that album with um uh what's that guy's well, name? When they got picked up, did they change the name? Well, it, too? it was after uh, 9-11. It just changed to Jimmy World self-titled. Yeah. yeah. I think it recent like a few years ago it changed back yeah. to Bleed American. Yeah. But uh yeah, when I when I first heard it, like it was Bleed American, and then yeah, yeah. They, um, I mean, that band. Like, I mean, I've heard singles off the, the, um, the other albums, and it's like they are a you know 
commercially successful band, but they have like a big influence on like guitar tone and their songwriting, and that's what they really yeah. put into. And that's what when I think of like people think, oh, pop music or whatever, like that pop rock is like that band is epic. They're great. They sound awesome. The the thing that's interesting with them is I I found that with people who I know who are fans of the band, their favorite album is whatever album was the first one they listened to. Mm-hmm. And um, they're one of those bands. Future, uh, Further Seems Forever is another band like that, where whatever album is the first album you heard, that's the album that's always going to be your favorite album mm-hmm. because that's just what you're introduced to. That's what you're comfortable with. But like nothing's ever going to be better than that. Yeah. I mean, with Jimmy World, like uh, I own Futures. I didn't own Bleed American. So um, yeah. Futures so, was a solid album. It, I'm just there, saying Clarity was the best some, album. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you don't like it, you're dumb, bro. <clears throat> There's some Quit songs they put dumb. out like in the last like maybe six or seven years that I do like just one song off their record. Right. Like Big Casino or whatever came out. But they're re- that that's a band that's really good, but not really good to watch live. Really? Saying. They're, they're are, so yeah. boring. They are they're good. Boring. They're good. Don't get me wrong. But they are like... It depends on what you're... I mean, they're, <sighs> they're at a what you at want. A level, I guess it depends like, on what you want. When from I them. saw them, they were playing, what, uh, arenas and stuff like that. And it was like a huge show and like tons of people there to see them. And it was just like they were super solid and they killed it and they sounded amazing for an arena and everything too. You know, like the right. acoustics and whatever that you can like get the like cancellations or whatever. Um sympathy notes coming back to you and I'm like it sounds great they have it dialed in but they were just kind of standing there mm, and yeah. i was like no i can see that but it's like it's for me when i i saw him when i was a kid and you know right. i'm used to i'm used to seeing pop punk bands running around yeah, and, you yeah. know in club and yeah, like dude. yeah bro <laughs> and, I, and i'm kind of still that way but it's like you know at that point i'm like that's not what they're there for i saw so, him like three years ago that's why I'm, yeah i tried to climb up on my bass cab once and almost died so <laughs> Was it on wheels? <laughs> yes. <laughs> was okay. it actually? Like a, was it like eight ten or something like that? Uh, <laughs> Trying to get on it top. It was a yeah. It was a full. Well, it was a you know. It was a one by fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> on the floor and a four ten on top. Oh my oh, god! <laughs> and uh, because I had it set that way because the coupling between the one fifteen and the floor were like excellent. But the problem is that it was a one fifteen neodymium speaker. So that cab only weighed like 50 pounds, but the four by 10 weighed like a hundred pounds. Oh. So as soon as I started climbing, like the whole thing started wobbling. I was like, this is a bad idea. I'm going to do this it anyway. This is a real bad idea. But keep going. People are watching. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. You paid good money for this. Oh, maybe it was only half stack when I tried to climb it. Either way, it was still a bad idea. It did not want to support my weight. Did not want to stabilize. <laughs> yeah. I don't do that kind of thing. <laughs> I'm too scared. I'm afraid of heights. I stay on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I've only uh, I only saw Jimmy World at the fairgrounds mm-hmm. um, once. They did one of these like five o'clock Fridays yeah. or whatever deals, mm-hmm. um, and we actually I went there with my now wife and her friend, and um, some guy came through the crowd and he was like, "You want backstage passes? You want backstage passes?" <laughs> we we're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> "Yeah." So we dude. got to go like. They had like a gated area to the side of the stage that you could go like stand over. And it was kind of like, this is cool because we're like closer, closer technically. But it sounds but worse. To the side. But like we're also on the side. So like you can't actually see the people anymore because like they're all facing forward. Yeah. And then sound on the side stage, depending on where you are, you can't hear anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can only hear like the bass. Yeah. Like feel the bass or like hear some guitar stage right, whatever stage you're on. I'm like, people like think of like, oh, you see a band. And it's like, we saw the Atari's at House of Blues side stage. I'm like, it sounded not, didn't sound good. Cause I'm like, we couldn't hear anything. <laughs> I'm like, it's cool that we're like, oh, we're hanging out with the Atari's. And it's like, 
I'm probably gonna go watch them from the <laughs> from like the main, yeah. yeah. Man, shows. I need to go to more than one concert a year. <laughs> more than just Hanson, right? <laughs> <laughs> so Hanson's coming back for Del Mar Fair this year. So you got tickets, right? Um, and my wa- I told my wife, I was like, if you want to go, like it's on a Friday. So she's like, oh, it's on a Friday. Like I don't know how that's gonna work. I was like, just go. Like if you go, I'll take it. I'll work a half day. It's fine. Like I'm gonna, like, I'll, I'll quit so we can go see Hanson. <laughs> no, no, like because I, I, I'll stay home and watch. I'll watch. I told her I'd watch both kids, but she's like, oh, that's weird. She's like, you can watch our younger one and maybe like I'll take the older, my eight year old. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I don't think that's gonna work out for you. Like five minutes, she'd be like, how long is this? <laughs> Are we why, there yet? <laughs> why is it so loud? <laughs> like they're gonna be on like the fifth floor of the grandstand at the Del Mar Fair. Why is it so loud? <laughs> What? Why? What are they talking about? The, the, your kid's gonna be like, "When are they gonna get to Umbop? <laughs> Just no. do it already. <laughs> we paid good money. Oh I don't even. I think it might be a free show. I think it's like <laughs> with admission. I paid my free time. <laughs> yeah. So I. I don't know what's gonna happen with that yet. But yeah, that that conversation's already happened. Stay tuned. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I'm not going. I can tell you that I'm not going because oh. I already told my wife Melissa. I was like. So I guess I I've never been a fan of the fair, mm. and we've gone a few years. We try to make it like a family tradition kind of a thing, and now my younger kid is just like too much of a hassle to take anywhere because she just wants to run around the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, there's no point. Like one of us is going to be chasing her. How, how old is, um, how old she's is she? three? Oh yeah, I have my nephew. He's at the point where he's like, go. Like he's like, yeah, yeah. When I'm like, oh, there's no. It's like, oh yeah, I can run. So that's everything that I'm doing is I'm running. Yeah, <laughs> and so I have to like hold on to him if we're gonna go for a walk or something. And then like I'm like he, like he and he keeps like pulling away. He's like no. And I'm like ah, no, I'm got my kung fu grip on you. You ain't yeah, running. There's, away no, from there's me. no way she's gonna spend more than like five minutes listening to like some random music that she doesn't care about. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, you guys just go have a good time. Like I'll I'll do yeah. the babysitting duties. Like it's not a big deal. Yeah. Like it's it's your scene anyway. So I I don't know. All right, man. Uh, next topic we got. Uh, oh, no, this isn't a topic. This is an ad. It's an ad. Uh, this was sent by uh, Ad Zant, Michael Van Zant. This is from South St. Louis, Missouri. This is a wish-based fantasy fretless bass for $250. Very cool. Unusual bass for sale. Something of a project. I finished it myself rather badly. <laughs> <laughs> this is honest. <laughs> but it sounds great and plays well and definitely turns heads. Oh my goodness. Sorry, go on. That's it. That's the whole thing. 250 bucks. Well, um, I like zoomed in on the picture. I didn't notice that stain on the carpet. And then I noticed these uh he's got four toes in the picture. <laughs> I did not see oh, the toes. And then no, he's got five. Sorry, he's got his big toe on the other side. Why you could just easily crop that out. Just crop it out. Uh, he took a picture with his phone, and he was like, "That's cool." <laughs> yeah. He's like, I, "I was like, I don't have this is much. like I spy. I wouldn't even say that before." You're and then like, I'm like, "The oh, stain." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh my goodness, that looks like piss." <laughs> oh, count the toes. <laughs> yeah, how many toes do you see? I'm like, oh god. Anyway, <laughs> uh, first of all, fretless, gross. So a lot, a lot <laughs> of the wish base. Are you familiar with wish base? Not at all? all. When you sent this, I was like, I've never heard of this. I read it oh, as man. I read it at first as like very cool. Uh, unusable base for sale. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> unusual is what it's that. And I'm like, but that works too. <laughs> so Wish Base was actually big enough to get through on Wikipedia page. 
Oh, dang. <laughs> uh, Wishbase is a custom base company located in Winston-Salem. Uh, they specialize in making unorthodox guitars out of exotic and domestic woods. Are there any other kinds? Just <laughs> <laughs> like, foreign and yeah, domestic. Uh, was it... Uh, we play both kinds of music, country and Western. <laughs> uh, so basically like these kinds of shapes and the open headstock and a lot of the time the fretless um, instruments, like that's kind of his whole deal. Like he'll do fretless basses with no truss rods to keep the cost down. I've always heard they play super well, but they also like are go, he goes minimal on finishing. So like you can, to fin- save money, you can just be like, finish oh yeah, yourself. just cut it. And give me the whole thing, and I'll just do the body finish myself, like whatever, like not a big deal. Yeah, it Jeez. looks like uh, it kind of the body kind of looks like the uh, Spitfire skate logo. That's oh my gosh, it looks like to me. It just it it looks like a hodgepodge of garbage. I'm not even familiar with to this me, at all. I've never had a, this problem with a bass, but if you like neck dive, I think this is the bass for you. Yeah, if like, you love neck dive, you're like this thing is it's so small. The right? neck looks heavier than the body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Um, but that cutaway, you can get all the way to the pickup, dude. Yeah, if you want, if you want to, <laughs> and the fretboard goes there. <laughs> if you want to start putting pushing on the strings to get it on the pickguard, that's the way to do it. What are we doing? Selfies now? Yes, we're trying. You guys are too so far. Hard. You guys are too far apart. I can't well, do it. There'll be more opportunities. Hold right. on. We'll, we can right. we'll, do we'll set up. We'll rig up something right. later. Yeah, we still um, got another episode to I do. I will say for two hundred fifty bucks, like I feel like this might be worth taking a stab at if you're like into this wackadoodle fretless flames design could be like a joe branton bass i think you might be into it <laughs> you think it's small enough i don't know i mean if, it, if you like put a hinge on the neck and then you like fold it in half oh my it's God. not gonna play any worse i, I think i played some of those uh, stonefield bases at the at the winter nam was it tight they're weird i mean i don't know i'm i'm a i'm a i think i'm more along the lines of kyle like I currently, like, my current bass is a Yamaha, whatever, whatever, super modern. Um, but, like, my first bass, my first two basses were jazz basses. So, yeah. I'm like, I'm a simple, classic well, bass I'm not design. a jazz bass guy. I know you're not a jazz bass guy, but I'm saying, like, in terms of, like, overall design, like... <laughs> you're, like... Like, I'm a... Steaming. I'm a class... Like, I like the classic design. Yeah, I gotcha. Like, yeah. modern stuff, I'm like... Mm. But, like, where's the pick guard? It's like, but with this, I'd have to play new metal or something. But with, like, fretless. Yeah. With, like, flat wound, fretless. <laughs> It'd be new jazz metal. I'd put a feather in my hat, call it a day. Call it macaroni. There we go. <laughs> Jeez. You're like, oh, I'm regretting this tone jerk decision. <laughs> Why would I do that? Oh, no. All right. Um... You guys got anything else on this? I think I'm. It looks like a there's a like a bird coming out of like one of the sides there, like a swan. Yeah, it, it does. It it, it just it doesn't. Like it's gonna it take doesn't flight. look like metal. It looks like a dad project that went bad. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of like I said. Like that's kind of the whole wish base thing is like. Yeah, you take like, it. It's it like kind of look like choose your own <laughs> adventure with this one. <laughs> and this one went straight to Craigslist. <laughs> yeah. Finished this one last night. Here it is, guys. <laughs> Sorry, world. Oh <laughs> I, I put this out there. <laughs> Putting bad vibes out in the world. <laughs> All right. Uh, this next ad was sent by Daniel Esporma. I it's thought we were going gonna... It's a topic. <laughs> I, it'd be helpful if I looked at my notes. Um, 
Daniel wants to know, what do you do to overcome writer's block? And uh, I don't get writer's block because I don't write songs. <laughs> but I thought since like maybe one or both of you do, this mm-hmm. would be a good place to talk about it. Yeah, we actually, we both write songs for the band. And the way it's been for the most, we God, we've been in this band since we were like 14, 15. We're now almost 30. Uh, so it's- Oh, you're oh. a couple of kids. Uh, no, we're, we're almost 30. Bro. Up to no good, you know. We started, started making, trouble. making noise in the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, so with that, I mean, for the longest time, we would each write our own songs and then bring them to the band, and then like yeah, you tweak a tweak them a little bit. Like if he brings a song like chord structure, then I would add you know whatever like different variants of chords or riff lead lines stuff like that to right. him, and then vice versa. I would have these, and Kyle would like have the bass like you know the my chord structures or whatever, and he'd add bass riffs and stuff like that, and lock in with the drummer, and then the song would come from that. It's not like one person wrote it. But um, recently, like, we started actually collaborating and starting songs from, like, almost like a musical hot potato kind of thing. I'm like, okay, I write this part. You write this part. So okay. that's really cool. But as far as, like, writer's block, I've had that before. Um, I'm going to steal this one first, Kyle, still. Um, Go for I, it. I, for the longest time, like, I had to really step out of my playing and really, um, like, critique myself. Like, figuring out what I wanted out of songs and what I wanted out of my own playing style. And it could have been seriously like, um, maybe I didn't like uh, the fact that like the choruses didn't have like a hook or something with, with that. So I, I basically would write songs out and like almost like record them and then just pick them apart and right. find the best parts of the songs. And then sometimes it was um, stepping away, mm-hmm. I think, from the song and like really. Time heals all. Yeah. And then, you're, <laughs> and then sometimes you just throw away everything and start over again. But recently, so that's kind of how I've written songs, but uh, recently I've had like a writer's block and I was like, we finished an album, it was a full length album. I did most of the lyric writing and song uh, producing and stuff like that. And it was 12 songs, whatever. And then I was like, okay, I'm kind of done. This is like it for me. It's like a 12 you know, song album. I think I'm done for a while. And what happened was Kyle started writing songs. Mm-hmm. He started just Uh-oh. cranking them out. <laughs> He's like, oh, I got three or four songs. I'm like, that's it, bro we're not doing this. And I started just like, <laughs> boom, 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 writing songs back at him. And then that's what like was really, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was just because I'm like, all right, once you, once in my mindset, I was like, okay, I'm done writing music for now. Right. That triggered it. But I was like, whoa, I have something else to say. I have something else to write. I want to actually write something. Um, I've been getting more into trying to do songs with riffs. Right. Like we're like chord punk driven kind of thing. And we recently started doing riffs and those are like really popular songs that people seem to like. Yeah. People like, the riffs with the melodies over them. And I'm like, we've never have been that type of thing of like, okay, writing a song with an idea. And so like how those have come up is just like jamming. Like yeah. I I personally hate jamming without a direction. Sure. But it's like, if you actually like try something different, I think is another thing. Another, mm. thing, to, another thing too. So I keep spouting off more and more. Kyle, why don't you no, say something? Well, you know, writer's block, I think can affect... One, I don't know if if you're writing and you you stop and I just jump to another song or I'll stop I'll I'll change my idea I'll I'll keep moving on I to and then I'll come back to that and try to you know finish it up or I'll never finish it I mean mm-hmm. I've probably hundreds of songs I have never finished yeah or just you know lyrics you know maybe maybe we're not just talking about lyrics yeah. but also music yeah I think for but us I just keep moving on yeah for us it's also too is like bringing these ideas to each other is actually really cool too. Bringing your idea to your bandmates, assuming yeah. you have a band, um, is really helpful because I mean, 
duh, that person has a completely different mindset than you do. And that's what's really cool about Kyle, how we both grew up playing music. Even though we're in the same band, we both have different ideas of writing songs. Right. I'm a little more clinical because I had to learn and I was like, okay, this is learning uh, song music theory, kind of. And I taught myself, to, I had, took lessons, stuff like that. Whereas Kyle was more of a, I keep procla- proclaiming this, he's just a natural born musician. I'm which amazing. Is re- which is so really cool. That's basically. How many instruments do you play? Oh, uh, every single one you can think of. Okay. But he's like, you know, a, a guy too. It's Except like he'll, tambourine. He'll <laughs> suck at tambourine. Uh, it's it's actually really cool because he, he'll, he'll just write stuff that I'm like, I never thought of that. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, you're ending this progression on a third. I, right. I, what? What? Are you kidding me? I would have yeah. never done that. Start like, over. But it sounds great. <laughs> and so it's like, he'll, we'll write songs together. And I'm like, okay, I, one time, I, like I sent him like a riff that I wrote on my phone. I'm like, I don't know. This is kind of garbage. Send it to him. He's like, I love it. And he like came back <laughs> the next day at band practice. Like I sent it to him on my phone. And he's like, right. he's like, I have a song for it. And so the song was written. He heard a riff that I did on my acoustic guitar from my phone. And we wrote a song about it. And so it's like really, writer's block could be like reaching out to other people too. Like mm-hmm. if you are stuck, reach out to your bandmates. Right. Like even our drummer, we're fortunate enough that our drummer is also a songwriter. He sings, he, um, play, you know, plays uh, guitar. He write, you know, he is also like a, like produces beats and like, you know, MC or whatever. He's so what like, I'm hearing is your drummer is actually the most talented person in your band. Yes. Yeah. He's actually a really cool guy. Yep. <laughs> we're lucky to have him. Why am I here? Yeah, yeah. Go, go find. Let's go get Brian. Another, Another Brian. Brian. Brian Rash. Oh, too many Brians. Yeah, but right. everybody has a stupid name. Can't handle that. Yeah, I'm shutting down. Yeah, no. It's it's something really cool. It's like maybe in like now that I'm older, I'm really like more open to the idea of collaborating with Kyle. Not that we would like the whole main goal of like when we were teenagers was like. That's my well, song. Yeah, it used I used to be like, it. "This is mine." Yeah, and then even though it was and the then, band's, yeah, I would yeah. add it and add stuff to it, and then like I would say, "Oh, what if we change this?" Like, no. And then <laughs> now, you know, we kind of throw each other ideas. Like he said, it's like, okay, if I if something doesn't work for me, I'll take it. And I'm like, okay, well, tell me the progression, and I will come up with the demo on Pro Tools of it. And I'm like, okay, I have this idea. And he's like, oh, this works. This doesn't. We'll copy and paste different drum parts and fills, and maybe sometimes even bringing you know technology into it we're able to demo out songs and bring it to the band and we hear parts that we want to at band practice so it's there's so many different ways to write there's so many different ways to you know be it's like you can be in your own head and do them yourself which is actually a lot of fun if that's your project your you know glamour project that your your vanity project that this is mine only mine Mm -hmm. whatever but if you're doing things as a band like really rely on everybody else one of the songs brian was mentioning earlier um with we had like the music down but i didn't have any lyrics down and we had recorded the actual demo of us playing all together and i just through the mic i was just mumbling words and just kind of getting a vocal melody right and what's really interesting is that really helped me write my words Mm -hmm. you know my lyrics to fit in exactly what was i wanted for that song so i had my vocal melody i was just like mumbling and saying random things just getting yeah and and actually i'm like wow that that's one of my favorite songs i've ever written yeah, and I think yeah. it's that's what's really cool as the band that we've grown as musicians like since we were kids and now that we're like, you know, a- adults and it's like, oh wow, we are a little more competent in our instruments and in our band now and it's like we're able to collaborate with each other for like I don't know, as writing songs and it's really like I can't say it better. It's a beautiful thing to create music with other people. That's right. what I love about songwriting. It's like it's not just you, it's other people too. So if you're in like solo thing, I'm like get with other people and maybe like, you know, throw ideas around even if you're not like this is a song acoustically that I'm going to do by myself. 
then jam with other people and just be like, okay, another acoustic guitar player. You guys right. throw ideas. I'm like, oh yeah, I never thought of doing a diminished there or something like that. Or like, where are you actually going with the song? So maybe even just explaining like, oh, this is the lyrics I had in mind. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then even just doing that could really spark something for you. So I think just coming at songs a different way or even just leaving them, coming back is great. I think that's for me, like that's always been the problem is like, I will write like 70% of a song Mm-hmm. And then, like, I just walk away. Yeah. And I never come back. And sometimes th- that works out too. Like, I'll write riffs and write songs. And to me, if they don't stick and if I don't remember them, like, four months, six months down the line, wasn't meant to be. They weren't good enough. Mm. That's it. If it doesn't stick with you, it doesn't resonate still, then it wasn't good. Never written anything good enough. We, we've <laughs> dropped whole songs that are actually done. Yeah. We've dropped, just... uh, I think we've dropped, yeah, a whole song that we've actually demoed and it was all ready. And we had lyrics, we had everything. It was just like, even like, we came back to it. It like, happens. I mean, it's not, you were like, yeah, we don't like it. So we just throw it away. Cool. So anyways, that's kind of, we beat that one into the ground. Yeah. No, <laughs> hey, no, that's Anything fine. else you want to add to that, Brian? <laughs> Sorry, Kyle. Sorry. This is Steve's show. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it's the people's show, guys. It's the people's show. It's for the people. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so this week's episode, like we said at the top, uh, was brought to you by Gun Street Wiring Shop. Uh, they do wiring for all kinds of guitars. Could probably do basses. I was gonna say, do they do bass? I think they do. I don't. I can't visualize anything on their website, but I've only really looked at their like normal stuff. And I'm sure yeah. like they their whole thing is um is kind of like being a community. Mm-hmm. So they're like, if you reach out to them and say, "Hey, like, I didn't see anything for my style of bass on there, but uh, this is kind of what I'm looking for." Like, I I bet they could help you out with something. Okay. Um. Cool. Walrus Audio, they got that new boost, the parallel boost. It's got a treble control and a mid control. So you kind of have, uh, you know, normally with a boost, you have uh, you have either like a flat boost or you have like these treble boosts, like the Dallas, the Dallas Rangemaster or whatever. Like this is kind of doing both those things in one, at least from what I've read, because I haven't heard it because it technically doesn't exist yet. Except by the time you hear this episode, hopefully it exists. Otherwise, we're in trouble for breaking embargo, but whatever. Um, and, uh, deal with it. And last but not least, of course, Sinusoid. Yeah, what? dog. We always, love Sinusoid. Always get hyped for Sinusoid. Go check out their site. Check out the build a cable. That's, that's uh, the coolest thing on there. Oh yeah. Um, is just like, oh, what if I do this? What if I want a Gotham cable? What if I want Canary cable? What if I, what if I want the slate cable, like in this length and this color or whatever, like go check that stuff out or give them a call. Don't give them a call. Hit that chat button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't call them. If you don't get <laughs> An- call you. <laughs> if you don't get Anthony, ask for Anthony. <laughs> I don't know. All right. This last ad was sent by Brian Gower. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know who that guy is. Loser. But, but uh <laughs> he's apparently really loves anime. Yeah, you know. Oh, this is that guy you've been talking about? <laughs> yeah, anime? the anime guy. <laughs> oh, oh, finally that here. anime guy is here. Uh this is a uh, Jackson USA custom shop anime soloist. I feel like we're talking about a lot of custom shop crap this week, and I'm just like, like that's where it's at. Yeah, dude, it's custom. From the Red Dragon Reserve, we are pleased to offer an incredible <laughs> one-off from the Jackson USA custom shop. This anime special represents the pinnacle of airbrush art. That's airbrush art? <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh... And demonstrates a love of diesel <laughs> unmatched in the guitar industry. I I just can't. Okay, pickups, EMG 8185. It's got a Floyd Rose. A bunch of words that honestly, like, 
Ryan makes me read this stuff because he's barely literate and he's in Germany. He probably, by the time he gets back, he's going to be speaking better German than yeah. English. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> but, but that's not really hard. Like you guys, it's almost to, English. You guys I mean, listen to the show. He's, you, you, you know what he's all about. This is just like he's not here, so you're just trashing him. <laughs> That's what he told me to do. Um, I'm just following I, I my notes. Have, dude. I should have prepped you guys. I'm gonna tell Ryan about you. Apparently, Red Dragon Guitars is in North Carolina. We're getting a lot of crap from North Carolina this year. This this uh, year, this week. This is not crap though. <laughs> it's not. Are you okay. sure? <laughs> sounds like sounds like you've got an ample defense for this. No, okay. You have a horse in this race. I mean, it's <laughs> at, at, at you know a really attainable price, super well priced at. $4,599 <laughs> with free shipping oh, for this dang. Jackson. Uh, so I found this guitar when I was searching on Reverb for my anime pedals. Did you just go, did you just go on Reverb and type anime. in anime? I sure did. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you better believe it. And uh, there, I was looking for that K-On full drive OCD pedal. It's on eBay. It's not on Reverb. Spoilers. Uh, and this came up. <laughs> In case you guys are wondering. It's yeah, not okay. on there. Uh and this came out. I was like, "Holy Toledo! That's a lot of money." And that's it's. Uh, I mean, it's all right. It's it's not. It doesn't. I mean, it's it's more anime than the one several like maybe a month ago when you called me out on being like, "This is an anime thing." Brian likes anime, and Ryan's like, "What did you just say?" No, 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 no. <laughs> I I went a little extra on that one. I believe I called you a weeaboo. Well, that was a different episode. Because you oh, did it several times. How many, how many times do I reference you on this show? <laughs> You're just a bully is kind of what I'm getting at here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bullying me for- I'm calling you out. For my fandom. So I saw this and I was like, okay, this is a perfect ad for the show. It's not a it's not a bad guitar. It's like, okay, like some of the uh, inlays and stuff like that are like the, like, what? It's like purple and like- like a perloid, yeah, purple perloid, like frets. Well, I think that's like the that. normal perloid for these Jacksons. Yeah, so it's not, but it's like the airbrushing. It's like it is a huge picture of this uh, anime character, and it's like, okay, so this is my whole thing. For you know, that price is ridiculous. Who's gonna pay that much? You any any weebs don't have that much money. They're gonna be pay. <laughs> they're gonna be spending that money on body pillows and figures. They're not gonna be buying Jackson guitars. So who is this for? Oh my, my guess gosh. is like some shredder who is an anime fan. He's like wanted it, and he's like, "Yeah, you didn't do my character. You just kind of went on your own." Yeah, you made up something, right? That's yeah, like, it's not anything. <laughs> so, so you're saying not that you know of. And so my whole thing you're is saying like the person who this is marketed for is going to complain that this isn't like it isn't their favorite character. What's that? Uh, you know, some you know this what, Sailor Moon. Why isn't this the guy from uh, Cowboy Bebop? Yeah. Spike. Yeah. <laughs> Well, <laughs> no, uh, that, was a, that wasn't the question. Sorry. Um, Spike Spiegel is his name. So my whole thing is like, it's it's done in a, like a 90s anime style, which is like, okay, when did when was this made? It was back like what? Uh, back in 2008. 2008. But so honestly, like, this is like a wall hanger if yeah. you get it. It's a wall hanger. But would, you wouldn't want to play that. You're your, scratch your art, off art? all your... Yeah, you're going to scratch off the whole thing. And it's no airbrushed. It's permanent. But it's... <laughs> <laughs> they did it at the mall. Uh <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, it looks like just like a, I mean, it's like a made up character done in a 90s style. So it's like, why, what, where did this come from? Who commissioned this? Like, did they actually commission that? And that's kind of like too much. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, if I, I don't think I would ever play what, like, I like anime and I would buy anime pedals, but I wouldn't put anime on my guitar that big. That is not true though. Well, I put, you know, stickers on the back. Yeah. Yeah. Every guitar he's ever heard, borrow this one here, play this is nice. 
flip it over, it's got an anime like sticker <laughs> a on card. It's not sometimes they're not stickers, sometimes they're tape. Yeah. A tape card? Some, yeah. yeah, like and they're you know, he's the psycho. Okay, okay, Jesus Christ, this is like <laughs> wow. You guys are just he's like psycho for this stuff. I just said that. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, it, I think it's. I probably wouldn't pay more than twelve hundred bucks for it. <laughs> All right, that's a. Uh, it's a nice guitar, though. I mean, it's a nice. I mean, looking... from from like a made in USA perspective, yeah. like you know, maybe this was for Jackson because you know. Uh, custom shop stuff tends to be a little more expensive. Like maybe you could justify this. I think from a broad perspective, from like a sit, from like an original manufacturer perspective, I guess twenty five hundred or whatever. But certainly not forty six. Yeah. Yeah. So like twelve hundred on like a used on a resale market, like paint it. Yeah. And and (laughs) like the only reason I found it, and I'm an actual like I like anime. I only only found it because I was looking for pedals. For a mm-hmm. joke board that I'm making. A joke board. Because I have the Miku. Right. And then I have the Dragon Ball Z pedal mm-hmm. by Aeris Effects. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm starting down this line of like anime pedals. I need more now. Slippery slope, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I got, I was like, okay, let me just like search for these pedals. You type in anime and you get like a bunch of Mikus. Right. For like 400 bucks. And yeah, then, man, I'm super sad I didn't jump on that when they were all like 90. Yeah, you should have got that one. It's a, I'm still, I'm still, because we, you know, we did the, we were messing around with the Miku, like on the last couple episodes. It's garbage. And, uh, <laughs> the tracking on it, like if the tracking was good, I'd be all over it because it's definitely like a really cool, like wall style sound. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were definitely some sounds on there where I was like, I could, I could use that. Yeah. But the problem is that like, I'm like, I could use that, but I never play a song slow enough that the tracking is going to keep up. Mm-hmm. And at that point I'm just like, if I can't rely on the tracking to like, even be consistent. It's not even that the tracking's bad. It's that the tracking's inconsistently bad. Yeah, and it'll just jump between notes. I'm like, I'm still hey. holding the same notes. Like, I'm like, what? Why did yeah. you? Why did yeah. it jump from all these different like notes and octaves? It's rough, but yeah, it's it's not a good pedal. So, anyways, but the Dragon Ball Z pedal is actually really good. So, just in case you were wondering, it is good. So that's the only reason why I found this is because I just typed in. I'm like, okay, I'm not finding any more pedals. And we just type in anime in reverb. And that was the first one that came up. I think the guy's like really trying to sell this. I'm like, no, who would buy that? That pedal is also called the Saiyan Drive. Yeah. Which is a cool name actually for a. It's their well, like. Well, I mean, it's a very anime name. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's yeah. their. Uh, it's cool if you like anime. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Got it's cool hate, for Brian. Got haters over here. Whatever. Not it's hating. Fine. I watched my fair share of Dragon Ball Z when I go. was like 15. Like 20 episodes for him to power up. Like, <laughs> when are you going to kill Frieza, bro? <laughs> yeah, no, right? Like like freaking 20 episodes of Ka, and it's like next the next episode, episode Ka, still Ah. It's like, come on. Yeah, bro. I remember that. Getting yeah. home from school, you're like, I'm going to watch this. Oh, didn't nothing happen. Yeah. Like, oh, well, <laughs> better, better look better tomorrow. Better <laughs> 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 anyway, so I thought it was like, I guess it's not done poorly. The art, it's like it's huge. It's a giant yeah, yeah. piece. It's like it whole up the whole thing guitar. I'm like, uh, it fills up Ryan's. You know, artwork's got to be vertical, yeah, uh, or horizontal, or however the like, so the audience can see what's going yeah. on. You know, yeah, so. Hooray, I guess. Yeah, he's like, oh, this uh, dude really likes anime. Yeah. So Ryan's going to love this guitar. Yeah, 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 that's he's, what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm all saying. him. Okay. He would buy this. He would definitely fork down $4,600 for this. Yeah, that's, that's what, what I'm saying. That's what I think would happen. Not a bad deal. If so. he didn't spend that $4,600 on Lederhosen while he was in Germany. <laughs> Just a bunch of beer <laughs> or while he's over there. Warm beer and Lederhosen. 
Yes, I mean that's all. I, that's that's my my hot take on this one. It's a it's gonna be a pass, and that's a coming pass. from oh, an man. anime fan. That's gonna be a big no. It's not really even. It's done well, but it's like I don't I don't get it. Like right. who would right. want this? All right. Well, uh, I mean, I guess let's wrap this up then. There you uh, go. Our outro song this week is a playing without the pilot track. No way. Yeah. Uh, from you guys. Uh, do you know what song you're gonna play? Yeah. Um. You know, actually, before we get to that, uh, I just want to say thanks for having us. Oh, for sure. No, yeah. you're helping me out. Are you yeah. kidding? <laughs> well, then you're welcome. Yeah, I've been a big fan of your show for a while. And <laughs> oh, so I was you. actually you know, stoked to you know, be a part of it. So um, that's kind of one of the reasons why we started our own podcast is from like listening to podcasts. Your guys, your guys, use guys' <laughs> show is one of the first ones I've listened to. So, uh, you know, I really appreciate it. So oh, for it was sure. like coming from like, a fan perspective. This is really oh, cool. Oh, cool. So, Thank you. But, Thank you. Like you know, it's like be, well, being able to, to like, like jam we'll have to on flip your. Flip this up sometime and have you guys come up to uh, to Ryan and I. There you go. Mesa, so you just get real trashy, <laughs> and then Ryan's like, "Yeah, don't ever invite them." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, thanks a bunch. And uh, I'll intro this song. It is uh, called "My Darling." It's off of uh, our newest album called "Just Another Unsung Tragedy." It's a very uh, surfy kind of song. So it's like. Every song on this album was really its own take. So some are really heavy punk and some are like, you know, acoustic driven, stuff like that. This one happens to be a slower jam, like a surfy, like, um, style, like Spanish style is what I've heard people call right. it. It's done with completely, I think, jazz master and Fender Twin Reverb, super drippy, like, and then tons of, you know, tremolo. The jazz master that the dude from Teletalks is borrowing. Yeah, he's right borrowing. Now? Yeah. Stole it. He stole yeah. it, right? He stole it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then I use that, uh, what the vibrato bar like a t- bunch to do yeah. the, the, the that surf mm-hmm. thing like that's on the whole album so if you're like probably a surf fan you'll probably be like yo dude you're doing that too much but for me i was like that's a cool effect that we've never done in the band before right. anyways uh that's it and uh thank you guys yeah no problem all right enjoy the song see you later bye
Traveling the pain 